0: Are you living the crazy life of a sports parent? This is Sports Parenthood, the podcast packed with cool conversations with sports people, coaches and professionals for rookie sports parents just like you. You'll hear nuggets of gold in every episode with your hosts, fellow sports parents, John and Tiffany Bonacera.
1: You probably won't believe this. The first women's rugby league match in Australia was played in Sydney on Saturday, September 17. 1921
0: i would believe it tiff it was between metropolitan and sydney Mm. and uh they played in 21 and 22 but it was disbanded in 23 were you there (laughs) 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 yeah (laughs) i was just a youngster (laughs) with all (laughs) your hair (laughs) one nil to you one nil
1: In in september 2018 almost 100 years later The first season of the NRLW, Australia's National Rugby League competition for female players, kicked off with four teams. Now there are some big things in the wings with players like our guest today leading the game into the future.
0: On the show today, we speak with Yasmin Clydesdale. You may know her as Yasmin Meeks. Yasmin plays for the Sydney Roosters and over the past two NRLW seasons, she's played in two grand finals, scored a try in one, won the premiership has played every minute of every game during the season this year, along with making her state of origin debut. Now, that mm-hmm. is super impressive, mm-hmm. and all that whilst maintaining a job as a PE teacher up in her home in Scone. Uh, you'll hear how she started playing rugby league and why it's a great game for women and girls.
1: So, John, as someone who works in the NRL, you'll be interested to know research shows Australians may be more familiar with men's sports teams, but when it comes to an emotional connection, values such as pride, trust, enjoyment, respect, and bond, our women's teams are on top.
0: Makes sense. While it's been a
1: long time coming, there are increasingly professional pathways for women, thank
0: goodness. Your love, Yasmin's story.
1: (laughs) Just jumped in. Enjoy.
2: my biggest supporters they still support me to this day and I'm like in my late 20s so they love coming to watch me play sport and that's I think awesome. it's also a time where we get to connect as a family and um still get to like all meet up and I see all my um siblings and my like my siblings kids all come in to watch me so it's like a little bit of a family connection thing too that's um that's which I cool. love yeah. yeah which I love especially because we all kind of live you live separately when you grow up Mm. Um so yeah, I'm all the way out in Stone and my parents are still in Newcastle. So um being able to see them at a football game or that seeing them in the crowd watching me still like, um, I don't know, it gives me that little bit of a drive, a little bit of fire in the belly,
0: Absolutely, which I love.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they still, yeah, they really motivate me. But growing up, they were amazing. So there's there three in my family. And um, so my siblings are twins. So they're only 14 months younger than me. Mm. So yeah, getting us around to all do yeah, these yeah, things was massive. I'm so thankful to them to give me all the opportunities that I had growing up. Otherwise, I definitely wouldn't have been where I am today so I grew up playing netball um, obviously as a yeah female that was basically the most um predominant sport and maybe like basically the only sport Mm -hmm. really available my sister actually went the soccer route with um my brother she shortly turned around and came to netball which is again I think that's a thing that's changing and the thing of the past now I think it's um a lot more opportunities in Mm -hmm. different sports for females too Mm -hmm. so that's super exciting to see Mm -hmm. as a PE teacher Mm -hmm. yeah so we
1: used to be like yeah very few choices and it was obvious choices you just had to do this or had to do that and that was it so it's so nice it's so different Mm I love it but yeah no
2: and then I um I think I was my maybe 14 15 and that's when I went to touch football um and it was only by chance um my mom actually hated it because at rep netball we got asked to fill in for a rep day <laughs> and um, we didn't look back and mum, yeah mum was hilarious, mum like no no it's only for one tournament and then I just fell in love with um, touch football and anything with the football and yeah, so I didn't start playing contact sport till I was 22, so I was a little bit older. And mum and dad were kind of like, what are you doing? Like, um, you're I old. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I know, like, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> I was like, mom. But they also, like, because I didn't really, as well, growing up for them, they never saw, like, no. girls playing sport either. So it kind of, especially my mom, she was like, what are, you, what are you, like, are you sure you want to be doing that? And I was like, yeah, I love it. I love this contacts, like, side of everything. So, um, yeah, and then after mum watched a couple of games, she was like, okay, yeah, I understand why you love it. And she sees how much joy it brings me, so.
0: That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Other than sport, what kind of other activities did you get up to in your youth? Um, Particularly if you're so close in age to your siblings. Oh, yeah. do some stuff together, like the three of you? We
2: definitely, we, we were like all sports it was ridiculous mm-hmm. so my sister and I because my siblings are twins and they're boy girl so my yeah. sister and I actually look like the twins in the family oh, yeah. but yeah no we we were just such a sport driven family so like we weren't playing netball and football and soccer we we're playing we, we we're doing swimming so like that also took up a whole lot of time and mm-hmm. yes, I don't know yeah just those little things that our parents like saw us excelling in and then they just they just kept us in it which was really exciting and an opportunity that most kids like some kids don't get that so um mm-hmm. and yeah, really grateful for them.
0: Did your mum and dad were they into sport in their youth or or did you ever get to see them as you were growing up playing sport?
2: I I did. My dad definitely used to play sport. He was a a winger for rugby league. Um there you go. just like a local yeah, used to play for Dudley and um Central um, in Newcastle. Okay. So yeah, but Cent-
0: is that Central Charleston? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But um, my mum definitely not. She I don't know, she actually thinks I could be adopted because she's not sporty. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's uh, yeah. She is very. I don't know. She gets I'm still amazed that I still love. I love playing sport and I love exercising so much because she's the complete opposite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they say opposites attract, yeah. so that's maybe
0: why. Yeah. No.
2: Idea. And how,
1: how did rugby union become a pursuit for you, and how did you, and why did you switch to league? When
2: I met Adam, we were in Newcastle, and then we moved to Canberra. Um. So I thought, um, like, what's the best way to meet friends? And I feel like it's always sport. They're always the people you uh-huh. want to be around, and you always just have so much fun with them. Like you just got something in, in common.
0: Intake. So it was
2: actually Seppa, Josh, um, Josh's partner, Danny. Yeah. yeah, Seppa came. At, she must have been watching me play touch, and she said, "I don't know why you're playing that sport. You're so aggressive." <laughs> And so if, did, if, if anyone knows Stephanie, she's aggressive too. So she. Um, yes, I
0: <laughs> I was thinking that already. I know.
2: So she said to me, um, Can you come, like, just come come to a training session? And I said, I've never even watched rugby, really. Like, I don't really know the rules. I've always been like a league girl and in a league family. So I just, I said, Oh, yeah, I'll come. That's the best way to make friends. And that's how I actually made all my closest friends in Canberra. But yeah, and I just started playing in a 15s comp and tried for a the Brumbies, 15th um, girls, and went to a nationals with them. Wow. Yeah, and then straight from there, I played for. So it goes from like a fifteen season to a seven season. Yep. And so I just I travelled for the University of Canberra team. I um, played one season there, and then I got a, a development contract for the Rugby Sevens um, Australian team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they kind of just all like snowballed from like one little yes. training session.
0: <laughs> you must be a fair touch player, like. To do to do that in such a short period of time, like you've obviously played high level touch, high level touch. Yeah, Yeah, um, no, I did. I did. I
2: played. um, So,
0: have you gone to NTL and stuff like that? Yeah, so
2: I actually played for in the World Cup um, for Australia in 2015.
0: I was gonna say we're missing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) because I was like, wow, this is (laughs) a major (laughs) surprise.
2: So, oh, yeah, yeah okay.
0: So, so that's making some yeah, sense. Yeah, so now. I played
2: in, a, um, in the mixed team um, in 2015 for a World Cup, and I think I played maybe for two years prior with the Australian mixed yeah. team, too, I think. Yeah, so it was really oh, simple. I probably, I made that maybe at like 17 and yeah, Yeah. and it just kind of, like I've always loved touch football because I loved all my friends and um, the community Mm -hmm. that it created and then because I moved away from Newcastle, I was like, oh, oh, maybe I'll try another sport because I did play touch in Canberra, but I just still feel like I wanted a little bit more and um, and that's when rugby came along and then, yeah, from rugby it just... It really was kind of like a snowball and it just kept, like, I kept getting picked in teams and I just kept learning and, um, yeah, just embracing it all, which is super exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, An interesting fact about you and your partner and now husband, (laughs) Adam Clydesdale, is that you sort of crossed over in the professional rugby league (laughs) ranks. You were starting out in your professional career as, as he was pulling back to focus on, you know, future work opportunities and other things. Yeah. How has his support and obvious knowledge of the game and guidance helped you?
2: Yeah, it actually is really ironic because when he um, decided to retire from the game, I actually got a full-time contract with the Rugby Sevens. So it was like pretty much, and I had to move to Sydney um, and he moved mm. to scotland So like that was like tough on us. Mm. No yeah, like it was, I'm not going to lie, like it definitely was rough and to kind of try and be there for each other when like my kind of, I'm like excelling and I'm like making all these teams, whereas he's like kind of trying to peel back and um think about like his future, which it's was like hard because, sport. yeah, mm. and it was hard because I'm, yeah, being separate. so
0: Naturally. Yeah,
2: so we, we lived it's too about hard. Sort you follow
0: him to Canberra in the first place. I, I did, assume. I did.
2: But like, and this is another thing, this female sport is like with that move to Canberra, he was able to support me while I was looking for work, where, my contract um, for Aussie sevens was just going to support me. Um, like oh, I wasn't able to support Adam as well, which was like a big decision we made together. It is. He was going to go into the mining uh, industry back here in Scone mm-hmm. and I was going to pursue football. And that was probably one of my, I said to him, if you don't get a job in the mines, you move into Sydney with me. (laughs) And um, the next week he got a job in the mines. And I said, oh, and he he is, he's such a country boy. So I'm moving to Sydney. I don't know if he would have lasted long anyway, but... And that's a, I get, that's probably another thing like with women in sport like it is it's growing rapidly mm-hmm. but yeah like I I still wasn't able to support Adam with mm-hmm. that big move whereas he he could but
1: mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. um, I was definitely let's hope that changes yeah, I think
2: it will I think it's on it's on like everything's in the right place it's just all about mm-hmm. just getting that. Um,
1: Funding. Yeah, and
2: more people around the sport. So we're trying to mm-hmm. branch off from the men's game and try and be our own product, not try and be mm-hmm. the same as mm-hmm. something else that's already existing. We're trying to create our own sort of legacy, and like girls before me have created that, which I'm super grateful for. And um, like these pathways wouldn't be here without them.
0: We've we've spoken about obviously his off field support there. Mm-hmm. What about on field? Yeah. Do you guys talk? Do you guys talk football? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what like I'm. That's
2: all we talk about. So he's, yeah, <laughs> he's the local um, Scone rugby league um, captain, coach of the first grade team, yep. and I am just his drawing board. So he comes to me and he asks me like, "Who do you think I should draw?" But I and I love, I love it. Like I'm obsessed. Uh, i and he knows I love
0: it. That's um, so cool. Yeah, so,
2: and also like during the preseason. Except for the people getting. I know. Taught, well, during the preseason, I go and do like their um like conditioning sessions. All run them. Like run all the boys through all their paces. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. unreal. It's super cool. It's fun. So I'll just sit there with my whistle and um, tell them like the drills and stuff. And Adam loves it too because like he's also blowing, so he needs someone else there. Yes, mm-hmm. but yeah,
0: because yeah, if he's captain, no, he's, <laughs> he's got to do
2: it. That's what I say to him. Like, There's no shortcuts with me. <laughs> 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 but um, no, he's my biggest. He's my biggest critic. But I some days like I just bite back at him. At, um, and I know, and I know I should actually appreciate everything he says, but I. <laughs> But, and I do, but, um, yeah, sometimes I just bite back at him. But he um, mm. said, and sometimes I say, well, you're not an outside back. Why are you giving me feedback? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair
0: point. Oh, now, and like, Well, fine.
2: yeah, now I've moved in field. He said, well, you, you're only going in, Yasmin. So, <laughs> but, um, no, I do. I really appreciate it. And he's at pretty much all my games, and he's the first person I look for in the crowd. Oh. Yeah, that was like a massive moment when we won that grand final, and I, I just saw him Mm. and I was like oh my god I did it like because I guess some days like when I had to drive to Sydney from Scone and then like because I would get I'd drive home as well on the same night so I could work the next day.
0: That's a big ask mate. Yeah.
2: It's a big ask. I know it was huge and I would um, look at him and say like I don't want to do it like and he goes Yasmin like this is so like this career is so short. Your time so short. Like you'll look back in a couple of years' time and say, like, I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't quit. Mm. Which, I, and I know mm. I would have. So. But having him mm. back, you supporting me and everything, um, that really makes a big difference.
1: So, just I guess putting our listeners in the picture. Over the past two NRLW seasons, you've played in two grand finals, <laughs> scored a try and won, and won a premiership, as you just indicated. Playing every minute of every game during the season, <laughs> along with making your state of Origin debut. <laughs> so, tell us. And know you've just shared some of it, but tell us about this incredible time in your life.
2: Um. Yeah. I've. Um, well, I've actually grown up being a massive rooster supporter. <laughs> Like wow. Yeah, I'm obsessed yeah. with them <laughs> My dad's obsessed
0: so cool Yeah, it was, it
2: was, it was, it was
0: Your it dad was, must be jumping through hoops as well Like He was Yeah,
2: it's phenomenal Like how Yeah, it'll happen And then um, So what happened with like Rugby 7 So they kind of had a conversation with me When the Olympics got postponed And mm-hmm. they said like We just don't see a future with you And I was really obviously hurt at the time But then it oh, got yeah. to me that I got to move home And I got Like I don't know And I just I felt like at that point in my life, I was a bit ready to come home and be with Adam because I'd been away from him for about mm. two and a half years. Yeah, that's yes. a long time. Yeah, it was huge. Mm. And then when, the, like, that kind of dream was finished, I was kind of said to Adam, I said, I'm not, I'm not finished with sport. I, I, I think I want to give rugby league a crack. And um, he was like, mm-hmm. definitely, but then in Stone there's no rugby league for females, it's all league tag. Okay. Once you pass like, I think like Maitland sort of area, league tag's very dominant out this way um, because I think that they see it as like a community sort of like the wives can play in the league tag and the husbands can play in the um, tackle comp. So mm-hmm. it's a bit of like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of what how it is out here. Are
0: like, you seeing that change? Are you seeing a little bit of change there?
2: Like as a school teacher, I'm seeing so many kids come through wanting to play 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 tackle, not Mm -hmm. league tackle, which is super exciting for me. And I think that is a massive area of growth for the game out in, like, say, these country areas um, to build the tackle and build, like, a bit more profile out here. Well, just
1: as a bit of an aside on that, so we have a 15-year-old daughter who has a little bit of an interest in it. Okay, here's a question. I'm going to put you on the spot. I feel a little bit nervous about watching the tackles, both in the women's and the men's game. But just in your experience, you know, does it hurt? I know that sounds like an odd oh. question, but you know, it looks like it would
2: hurt. No, I don't feel like that's the first question everyone asks me as well. But definitely not. Like, I just feel once you get into the game, and especially with girls, um, they're going to be playing at a mm-hmm. younger age, I, and the, the tackle takes yeah. only going to get better. And I don't know, it's just like you just kind of embrace it. Like, it's you're almost like, I enjoy contact, so I'm, I'm a bit of a weird mm-hmm. person to ask. No, it, it really doesn't hurt. I think if you. Expected to hurt you're not going to yes. run half as mm-hmm. hard and then that's hurts. when it actually mm-hmm. hurts mm-hmm. i think yeah when you kind of break like and you don't brace and stuff you actually learn yeah yes. with, with the more games that you play and the more opportunities to like Put yourself in those safe positions, so you brace when you know you're about to go to contact, or uh, yeah. you just uh, you, you're able to palm. You put yourself in a like a position where like you're not going to try and get mm, dominated yep. in a tackle, but also when you're making the tackles, you you're in a safer position because you have played for that mm-hmm. longer period, so you kind of know mm-hmm. how to tackle. Where mm-hmm. I think at the start when women's were just like starting, there was a couple of like say like high tackles or mm-hmm. also like incorrect mm-hmm. sort of tackle tech, but you don't you don't really see that. And like, say, mm-hmm. NRLW level now. And even when I'm playing in Harvey Norman, it's not, it's okay. not a thing. That's it's 50. kind of, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Uh, it
0: yeah. is good. And I, I think, obviously, the development of league tag in those areas is, is, is not yeah. dissimilar to the path that you've trodden through playing touch, et cetera, mm. and, and establishing your relationship with the ball and understanding how the ball works for you and how you can make it work for other people. Then you can engage mm. contact and, and hopefully learn it the right way first time, you know? Yeah, and, um, and Definitely. I, I'm going to throw you a curly and it's, it's come to me just while we've been speaking and we're talking about the NRLW, the women's game, football codes in general, and the increase of female participation. How good was Sarah Togatuki's speech? after your grand final. Oh my god.
2: Seriously?
0: <laughs> Did yes. you catch it all? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm getting I'm getting goose pimples now. I loved it. Yeah. I was like, mate, that girl's made to be an advertisement for this game.
2: I know. She's yeah, she wears a heart on her sleeve and um she's one of the players you want you love to play with, you hate to play against. <laughs> can run and she, she can is. hit <laughs> Yeah she can hit too. it's yeah she's got everything. Um she actually made the move this year from second row to the middle. And I think it's just been a blessing because I think in second row it kind of like, you had to I don't know, you had plays, you had to do things whereas like in the middle she's she just to go, just just go do her game and just run yep. hard and less, yeah less and I thinking. think that she just, just loves hard that. Work. Yeah, but just hard yeah. yeah, she just loves that, puts her head down and does it. But yeah, she's um an amazing athlete and she really brings the team in. So we have like a little middle's meeting yeah. before we run out and she's the leader of that, which is which is really impressive. And um she always prays before okay. the games and again like yeah being a part of like a team with all different backgrounds I think it's really exciting to see like everyone sort of embracing each other's say differences but also it comes um, together kind of, as well it also kind of yeah. lifts you yep. yeah like and yeah she's just one of those players yeah
0: And I think obviously other football codes probably have similar role models within their game and all codes in football, particularly in Australia, are now working really hard to engage females, not only on the field as players, Mm. but as administrators, coaches, board members, etc. I guess as a result, the women's game is expanding exponentially, which is fantastic for all of us. How has it been for you seeing this Firsthand.
2: It's really exciting. So when I went to the sevens program, I think I was a little bit—I don't—I didn't even realize that there were full-time athletes. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't—I yep. didn't realize it was the thing. And then when I got offered this contract, I thought it was amazing, and I thought, oh goodness, I can't believe this is going to be my job. Yeah, because i have only just kind of finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only just kind of finished my university degree, so I was I was teaching for like maybe two years, and then um, when this opportunity came up, I said, "Oh, like, I've got to take this! You like got I've it. got to, I want to do this!" And yeah, okay. like I never even thought it would it would ever be in my say in my lifetime, and never mm. thought it would happen to me. If mm, that yes. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's amazing to see how, so they've got that Mm full-time program being like a Commonwealth um, sort of sport. So they've got like a lot of funding come from Mm -hmm. there and they've got a bit of a smaller squad. They've only got one squad to kind of deal with. Whereas when we're looking at NRLW, it's that semi-professional level and you can kind of at the moment in my life, it fits my life because I'm able to be Mm -hmm. at home, have a job, but also, my job's really lovely. Like, Scone Grammar, they've been amazing mm-hmm. support with allowing me to take leave without pay to be able to pursue um, footy. I'm
1: sure they love um, having you there as a great role model. No.
2: <laughs> I love, I, I love it too. But, but see, like some girls aren't that lucky. Mm-hmm. So, um, like we were talking about, Sarah, like Sulla, yep. Sarah, um, she's lost. I think she's lost two yeah. jobs. Uh, due to like yep. football commitments mm-hmm. and just not being able to turn up for work, and but they do, they no. don't understand sport and they don't understand like um, females yep. in sport. But like obviously to Salah, it's a massive part of her life and a massive part mm-hmm. of who she is. Just needs to send them um, the so video that, of the game. Yeah, and So yeah, wow, this
0: is what you lost.
2: Mm. So like for me, that like hearing oh, that um, someone deal terrible. with that is, is so is heartbreaking, and it's hard. It's hard to listen to because they like, and you think about it. Like I'm just, I feel mm. so grateful. Like I know I travel ages, but I feel grateful to my mm. school being yes. that mm. um, allowing mm-hmm. me to do that. That's a massive difference from being in a full time mm-hmm. program to being in a part time mm-hmm. program too. But the NRLW is really. It's come a long yep. way like Like we're full doing like you're doing your check-in, your wellness every morning just to make sure that they can um, keep an eye on you because they don't know what's happening yes. outside of training sessions too. So to be able to recognize like your well-being super important to how you mm-hmm. play as well is I think a massive mm-hmm. step yes, as is. well. Mm-hmm.
0: it is. So they're doing um, that
1: well by the sounds of it. Are there anything that you can identify that can be improved? Obviously, we're not going to lie, getting paid to play is going to be – yeah, you know, the way forward for women.
2: Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think yeah. it has to be, and it's. I think it's hard with the NRLW because of how many athletes yeah. you need to be able to like field a full comp. That At being able standard. to pay those athletes full time, yeah, is is going to be really tough, and it's a lot of money. Like a lot of girls aren't going to quit jobs for yeah. like twenty grand a year. Of well, course, Like uh, that's if that's their whole year. You can't
0: survive, can you? Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah. Survive, you know, can
2: you? I, I yeah <laughs> You can't do it. So, like that would be like obviously a way mm-hmm. forward because then you see all these all these past Aussie Sevens girls come through. Um, so, like Yvani and your Emma Tornagato and like Charlotte yeah. played with us last year. Like they are phenomenal mm-hmm. athletes. Like they and they've been so those three girls. They actually are touch there yes. too. <laughs> So they um, came through. They've been probably in that program like eight years, I think. Both all of them, and Charlotte's still in it. And then uh, Varney and Emma have um, turned to the rugby side, which is super she? exciting. She's a no. She's that's that's quirky. That's um, ah, Alicia okay. Quirk. P- is Walker? No, that's all right. actually. Um, and she just had a oh, baby too. Go. So she's. I think she's back on the Aussie Seven scene though. After maybe I think her baby uh-huh. might be a year old soon. So like, yeah, yeah. trying to make it yeah, back. Love I love it. Her. Too. The way forward within our old W would have to be to to pay girls full time. But again, it's just, it's hard, like, with a, like, we only have six teams, so, like, that five Mm -hmm. week. Season and then having like Mm -hmm. a semi and a grand final, so really like the seven week of competition time that people Mm -hmm. see and watch. So to to be able to get that to fund six full teams full time is really hard. So it's gonna have to be maybe like an increase in games. I would love, I would love like maybe to be honest, twice. twice, yeah, and then to get like. The roosters season, like where we just won, like we didn't win, we didn't win a game for two games. Like it was, it was hard. Like it it was so hard. It was
0: incredible (laughs) the way you guys came back, definitely. Mm.
2: And I I think that's our coach, like John Strange. He just never, never lost faith. Like I don't know, girls, when you're losing, can Mm -hmm. it can get a bit nasty, or it can get a bit like you point the finger at other girls. Like he just never ever. Took that and you just you just made us all believe in each other and like once we got that together and we clicked, which was lucky that it was right at the same time. It was
0: in the second half of the semi final because <laughs> you, you were yeah, down. Yeah, actually You're, it was. It
2: was the yeah. second half. Sixteen nil. Yeah, sixteen yeah, 0 I, I remember Brisbane, that. Now. You've
0: obviously, have won every other competition so far. So yes. Spectacular. So, like,
2: yeah, but I think as well if if we had – and you see the game, how close the games are. Like most – I think there was like three or four games decided by one or two point. Like it was, yeah. there was nothing in yeah, it. That's exciting. So, so it's um, an exciting game. Yeah, to have like – yeah. It, and I think that is why yeah. people want to watch it because it is so close and it's exciting and mm-hmm. it's new. Mm-hmm. I think that would be – for me, would be like doing two round yes. games. But then, but then you don't – then that means you have to start yeah. paying – athletes mm-hmm. full-time so it's What's a really it's
0: tough and look <laughs> it's it's definitely headed in the right direction the the NRL yes, um, right. as an organization are taking the NRLW as a as a very serious initiative and in the in the brief contact that I've had with it the expressions of interest from clubs that are generating women's programs oh, is, yeah. it's amazing and the depth with which they're going to um, perhaps you might have seen I know you have I'm speaking to listeners the way Cronulla presented their uh, their approach and their application to join the NRLW was every female player in their program turned up on Andrew Abdo's doorstep and handed him the application in writing. And that was a really awesome. impressive... Yeah. really impressive way to do things
2: and they've had a really strong harvey norman team for the past yeah for the past couple of years so um they definitely have the depth there and yeah because i think a lot of people get confused with the harvey norman and nrlw because of the like it's 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 not it's not like jersey like it's uh it's it's hard to describe i I would
0: just call it a perhaps at the moment it's a second tier competition but there's more teams yeah there's Isn't more teams yeah. in the second tier than there are in the NRLW and yes. some of those are obviously trying to bridge the gap and, and become an NRLW franchise as well, mm-hmm. but they will also yes. field a Harvey Norman mm-hmm. at other points yes. in the season.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: And some of the athletes in your program, like genuinely, you know, you Corbin Baxter's Jess uh, Sergis, Isabel Kelly, Zahara Tamara as a, a guiding force around the middle and Racine McGregor. Mm-hmm. And someone who I love watching f- play is Hannah Southwell. Oh, uh, my I
2: love Hannah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> she's a dead set machine, eh? I love her screen, her. Hey? Like, I love Hannah. She hey. is. She's an angry
1: human on the field too. No doubt. <laughs> and can I just say, I think, you know, having watched it as well, obviously being involved, you know, through John in the men's game for a period of time as well, having people like you, um, you know, that they, people can take an interest in, follow Absolutely. your journey, uh, learn more about your story. I actually get quite teary about it because i, I uh, sorry. I just feel That's it's in. so important for women to have a place in this sport um, and in team sports at a high level in general. So anyway,
2: plus Blah, blah no, million tears no, thank you
0: so essentially what she's saying is it's wonderful <laughs> to have role models like, like you in the game
2: yeah and sometimes I don't I don't even think of myself like that until I get like a parent um, of someone I'm teaching come up and say something to me and I'm like oh like it's super, like I, because I just don't I don't I don't think of myself like that because I look up to so many different girls and girls I play with so it's good so it's really it's hard to do yeah. but it's exciting.
0: Well, it's great to be able to do both, isn't it? Mm-hmm. As in yeah, you, you having mentors and people that you look up to and aspire to be like, and, and there's other people that are aspiring to be like you. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, it's well-documented, Yasmin, that there's a massive dropout rate in sport for girls, and we've touched on mm-hmm. it a little in this conversation, particularly around the ages of 15 to 17. Through your experience and observations, why do you think this is happening? Obviously, you're a PE teacher as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think we can do as a society? to stem this and keep more girls involved in sport for some longevity. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I still think it's a massive issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of girls even, they kind of drop out in that sort of age group mm-hmm. and then they kind of pick it back up when they're older because they yes. need, so they need that community or that, like that team sort of feel when yes. they're um, in their mid-20s. And they even if it's social sport or anything like that, but then, why couldn't they just keep playing know, sort of in the middle part? I know that's what I yeah. want. Or
1: pick it up at the ripe old age of twenty-two
2: <laughs>
0: for the <No>. first time. <laughs> oh, oh no. you what? What are you doing? <laughs> I know it doesn't
2: work. We have bloody mum, telling <laughs> <me after laughs> off to But um, yeah, no, I definitely think so. But I also think maybe maybe there isn't enough it, enough pathways for mm. girls as well. Like I think sometimes like a lot of even like um, state of origin, say for the girls, like we've only got an under 19s team, and then and then it goes straight from under. Needs to open like that that age group oh and it's a huge gap in like that the opposite there's no other opportunities other than if they Mm. play Harvey Norman and then they're not getting picked up in those NRLW teams so then they start to Fall behind and stuff like that, so then they feel like there's no, no real opportunities for them. So why, why bother trying? And do you think it becomes too hard? Oh you know, yeah,
1: the juggling of schoolwork yeah. and you know just expectation and that kind of thing becomes you know hard to navigate yeah. as harder to navigate as well.
2: It's huge. It's, I think it's a massive, part, a massive part of it too. Is that it, it becomes too hard, and it takes a lot of dedication that I think mm. uh, people want to put in other sort of avenues in their life. But I think yes. also there's like a real negative stigma around playing sport when you're in that age bracket because yeah. it's not seen as the cool thing and it's not, I don't know, you're kind of, you're different because you're not wanting to go out and drink and party. And I think that's mm. a, a, a sort of a, like a, maybe a, a cultural thing that as Australians we kind of, we do, we we all want to go out and it's just,
1: yeah, I don't know. Do you think girls also become a little bit more self-conscious as well?
2: Yeah, massive. think that plays
1: a part? Yeah, Mm. huge,
2: and they want Mm. to kind of not be the odd one out that's playing sport or the the odd Mm. one out that is taking interest in doing something that's not the normal. Mm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but it's
2: a real bad um, stigma. Yeah, and it's huge and it's not like I think like it's just everyone has to kind of band together to kind of. Um, figure out how we can, yeah, overcome yeah. that
0: issue. How do you manage that on a personal level? Mm-hmm. Like you're, obviously you're playing contact sport. You're, I, I don't want to sound wrong by saying this, you're a very feminine looking girl. <laughs> uh, do you know, I, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm trying to, I'm trying to phrase it the right way. Mm-hmm. How do you manage perhaps the stigma that you know you're a strong athletic female yeah and how, does, be that, proud how of does that how does that make yeah, yeah. And, and to be proud of it not shy away from
2: it. um yeah it's super proud of like the way that i am because i'm I've never changed for anyone to either so most of it actually when i first moved just going like my beautician who does my eyebrows she didn't believe me that I used to I said that I played contact sport and she was like what do you mean you're too girly and I said well that doesn't mean anything anymore like I can be girly and still want to play contact sport and um Mm -hmm. she just kind of was like what and I was like yeah but like majority of the girls that are playing these days are they don't look like they would be playing contact sport but um Mm -hmm. they definitely are and they're one of the best like in the country so Mm -hmm. I just think um seeing more girls kind of break those barriers and Mm -hmm. I think that will have more girls try even the sport mm-hmm. or pick yeah, up even okay. a different sport, even if it's not like, say, contact sport. Yeah. It could be like touch football or something mm-hmm. to kind of get involved in that sort of community aspect and just break down those barriers of what, mm-hmm. what a, a female tackle athlete is supposed mm-hmm. to look like.
1: Just before you go, if you're a regular listener, you'll know our final question is the same each episode. We always ask our guests, if you've got one piece of advice for sports parents, what would it be? Well, technical issues got in the way this week in capturing Yasmin's advice, so I'm going to paraphrase what she said. As a parent, it's important to allow your children to just enjoy themselves and to experience different things. Yasmin's parents never pushed her at all, and she found her own way, sometimes contrary to what they told her, but they always came around in the end.
0: That's gold. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sports Parenthood. Please leave a review, share with your friends, or visit our website, sportsparenthood.com.au to connect. Catch you next week.